Psalm 139. Psalm 139. I don't know what I told you in the beginning when I first came up, uh, but uh, we're going to be in Psalm 139. And uh, the message, uh, the title of the message is, God Lead Me in 2023. Now that could be a theme for this next year, but that's not the theme for this next year, all right? That's just the, uh, the title of this message. And I uh, just want to say a happy belated, happy New Year's, all right? So a happy belated, happy New Year's. Um, I know it's been crazy. It hasn't uh, started off the way that we, we thought it would. Uh, we did not, we as leadership, we did not look and, and plan at the end of uh, December and say, hey, you know what? Let's just take another couple of, of Sundays off and let's cancel all of the, all of the, the kids clubs. <laughs> we did not do that. And, uh, but God, God knew what was going to happen. Matter of fact, uh, the, the school, because of all the severe weather and then uh, the power outage, the school didn't resume until uh, last Thursday as well. So they were supposed to come back on the 2nd. Uh, they didn't come back until uh, just uh, a couple, not a couple of days ago, but uh, Thursday. And so uh, they took a long break as well. And so they were all happy to see each other again, no doubt. And uh, we even picked up some new students um, in the beginning of January as well, so that is a praise. But you know what? This is not something that we planned. You think about all the road closures around Wilton, uh, out here at Dillard, going down to 99, still out. Uh, over here, Green Road has been out since uh, the beginning of the year as well. And so uh, just a, a crazy, uh, crazy time. Not something that we could uh, plan. Matter of fact, as I was uh, kind of preparing for this, uh, it, it, it kind of... It got me, I, I laughed at myself a little bit, because if you remember on, on that Christmas Sunday, I said something like this, all right, next Sunday we're going to be having uh, Sunday school and, and uh, Sunday night, everything is going to be back to normal January 1st. How wrong I was, right? How wrong I was. And so it's just a reminder to me, as well as should be a reminder to us, that we really don't know what the next week or even the next day has in store for us. Will the rain ever stop? Somebody asked me that uh, yesterday. Uh, do you think the rain's ever going to stop? Well, of course, it's going to stop. And so that was kind of in, in tongue in cheek. And, and uh, so, yeah, the rain's going to stop. We know that. But you know what we don't know is we don't know the next storm that's going to come in. And I'm not talk, talking about the next winter storm. I'm just talking about the storm of life. So we don't know. I know that this year has already started off to be one crazy year. But we don't know really what this year has in store for us because really what? We're in the third week of this year. We have just begun 2023. So we have no idea uh, what's going to happen this next year. But that's okay. Matter of fact, if, if you were to ask me, um, do, what, do you have any predictions for this next year? I don't have any predictions for this next year. I just, I just know that things seem to uh, be a little crazier every, every year. And so uh, I, don't, I, I have no predictions. But you know, I, I don't need to know the future. I don't need to know what 2023 is going to hold for me. Because the Word of God gives us hope. For not only 2023, but also for the rest of the years that we have upon this earth. And so what I want to do is I want to look at Psalm 139. 
And Psalm 139 is, is a great psalm. It's written by uh, David, and, and he's really reflecting on who God is and reminding himself of who God is. And so I think it is very, it's a very good place for us to start as we start off this year. And so I'm going to have you st- stand out of respect for God's Word. We're just going to read six verses as we get started. And so this is Psalm 139, starting in verse 1, and it says this. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I uh, sit down and you know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my past and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain it. Let's go ahead and stop there. Last Lord's blessing upon our time. Lord, as we think about this this year, uh, this is not something that we um, would have scripted. This is not something that we necessarily uh, prepared for. And yet we know as we continue into 2023 that you go with us, that you know that you continue to be sovereign over this world. And so thank you, Lord, that that even though we may not know what the next storm will hold for us, we know that you know because you have already seen it, you already know it. And Lord, thank you that you are our God, you are our Heavenly Father who continues to take care of us. And so, Lord, as we open up this passage, may we, may we put our trust in you this coming year. No matter what trials may come, no matter what storms may come, may truly you be our rock and our anchor. May we find refuge in you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. David, the master psalmist, lays out the fact that we don't need to know what tomorrow holds for us or for what the rest of the year holds for us because truly God is in control of 2023 just as he was in control of 2022. And uh, even though some of the things, even though the past couple of weeks have surprised us, and there no doubt will be things that happen in 2023 that will surprise us, isn't it reassuring that God is not surprised? That the things that happen the past couple of weeks, the things that are going to happen in 2023, though we don't know what is in store for us, God is not surprised by what will happen this next year. And so that's very reassuring that as we enter into this next year, we realize that truly God leads us, God goes with us. The very first thing that, that David points out is that God knows us, that God knows us. And the very first way that God knows us is God knows our path. And so if you're taking notes today, number one, God knows us. That sub point under point number one, 
God knows our path. And so notice there in verse 1, O Lord, you have searched me and know me. Now, I should point out one thing that is true here. This idea here, you have searched me. Now, uh, in the Hebrew, what we're talking about is we're talking about a perfect or an absolute type of search. So, let me give you a negative way, and then I'll give you the positive way to better define what is being, what David is saying here. So, this is not in the way of, I lost my, my car keys again, I had to go and search for them, all right? That's not the type of search that we're talking about, because we lose our car keys often, or our glasses, or our phone, or our children sometimes, and uh, so there's times in which we have to search and find them again, but that's not what David is saying. So David is not referring to the idea that God searches me over and over and over again, and when he searches me, he finds new things. That's not what David is saying. Instead, what the, the, according to the Hebrew, it is a perfect type of search. It is an absolute type of search. We could say this instead. God always know uh, God always knows where David put the keys to his Mustang chariot. All right? God always knows from beginning to end what's going to happen in David's life. And so this is not the idea of search over and over and over again where God is surprised because God is not surprised at David's life. This searching is a perfect type of searching. It's an absolute type of searching. So he says this, O oh Lord, you have searched me and know me. That is in the absolute sense, not in a repeated where God has to go back and check on David. Instead, God knows everything that is going to happen in David's life. Now let's look at that next verse. You know when I sit down and when I rise up, and then notice there in verse 3, you search out my path, my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. David reflects on the fact that God even knows the details of his life. The details that we might say are unimportant, like when we go to bed and, and when we get up, we normally don't track those things, all right? Normally, we, we set an alarm, but you know, probably uh, if, we're, if we have a day off and we're allowed to sleep in or we're on vacation, uh, normally we're not tracking when we go to bed and, and, when we, and when we wake up. Those not important information, and yet David says, you know what, God even knows those details of my life. And the, and, the, and the amazing thing is, not only does he know all the, the, those details of David's life, he knows all the details of our life as well. And so he already knows where we're going to put our head tonight, how we're going to sleep, whether we're going to toss and turn, whether we're going to get a good night's sleep, what time we're going to get up, whether we're going to hit snooze and sleep in a little bit longer. He knows what we're going to have for breakfast tomorrow. He knows all of those things. Not only has God searched David and knows David, God knows us as well. He knows our path. Our knowledge is limited. Matter of fact, as we think about 
uh, some of those uh, details of life. If I was to ask you this question, all right, very, very easy question, okay, very easy question. This time last month, what did we have for lunch? I don't know. It was only a month ago. I mean, maybe we could say, this time last week, what did we have for lunch? And then we start to think, what did I have for lunch last week? And we say, okay, what are we going to have for lunch next week? Well, our family normally puts together a list, and, uh, we put the, and we haven't done that yet, so we don't even know what we're going to have this, this next week. But, but God knows those things. He knows those details of our life. So he knows not only what we had for lunch a year ago or five years ago, but he knows what we're going to have for lunch ten years from now if we continue to reside here on this earth. And so God knows our path. But that's not all that God knows. David also reflects on this, that God knows our desires. That God knows our desires. And so that is pointed out here in that second part of verse 2. You discern my thoughts from, my, uh, from afar. Now, what David is referencing here is he, uh, that God knows his plans, his desires, and his wishes. Now, oftentimes, it's kind of a tradition that we always make some New Year's resolutions, and we have some goals for next year. And maybe those are personal goals, or maybe you haven't made any goals at all. Maybe you haven't shared them with anyone, but maybe there's some goals in the back of your mind. You say, in this next year, I want to do this. Maybe you haven't even voiced it. God knows those desires. God knows what we would like to accomplish this next year. And that's what David is saying. David is saying, you discern my thoughts from afar. That you understand my plans and my desires and my wishes. And we all have wishes for this next year. And God knows those wishes. In verse 4, even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. I don't know if you've ever done this. I've, I've done this on occasion where you kind of go back in your mind and, and a conversation that you've had and you say to yourself, did I really say that or did they really say that? And you begin to kind of think to yourself, did those words actually come out of my mouth, or, or did, the words act, did those words actually come out of their mouth? But you know, even before words come out of our mouth, God knows them. God knows our unexpressed thoughts. Right? The only way that you know what I am thinking is if I communicate that uh, to you. I know some of it has to do with body language, like, if I'm like this, and you kind of get an interpretation of maybe how I feel, I might be cold, I might be angry, I don't know, I might just be doing it for an illustration, but um, God knows our desires, he knows our unexpressed thoughts. This year we will have needs, we'll take some of those needs to the Lord in prayer, but David in this psalm reminds us that God knows both our expressed and unexpressed thoughts. God knows our, all our desires and that he has a will for us. And that's, that's what he points out in this very next thing. And so if you're taking notes, that, that third sub-point, 
The third way that God knows us is God knows his will for our lives. And notice there in verse 5, you hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. And so the picture here, behind and before, it's, it's almost like there's a road and, and uh, if you've been driving uh, on the road, uh, if you're crossing the bridge over here on the Wilton Bridge, you know what's on the side of the road. There are, um, well, you know, I'm forgetting, guardrails. Yes, thank you. And so they keep you on the road. If you were to begin to swerve, that guardrail, hopefully, would keep you on the road. And that's what David is talking about here. So David says, first of all, you know me. You know my thoughts. You know my desires. And you have a will for my life. You keep me on the path that you have for me. It's like if you've ever been um, bowling and, and you put up those, uh, fill in those gutters with, what are those, the, the bumpers, yes. I haven't been, my family, we, we keep talking about going bowling. My girls have never been bowling, and uh, we want to go bowling. We'll probably put up, if that's an option, put up those, those bumpers so that our ball doesn't go in the gutter. That helps it make it all the way down. And that's kind of, that's what David is talking about here. That God has hemmed him in behind and before and laid his hand upon him. The idea is that David has felt God's comforting hand leading his life. Even though he may turn to the left or the right, God kept him moving forward. So God knows our path. He knows our desire, and he gently nudges us in the right direction because he does have a will for our lives. And so this moves David to kind of close off this first section with verse 6, which is this. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot obtain it. So as he began to kind of think about the Lord and, and all that the Lord uh, does for him and the fact that God knows his life, that God, the fact that God is not surprised by some of the things that ha- happens in his life, that God knows his desires and that God continues to direct his life. Gives him those guardrails of life. And so this gives us hope as well. That this year, though we might be surprised, God is not surprised. Because he has a purpose for us. And the second thing is that God goes with us. That God goes with us. See, God is not limited to one place at one time. Matter of fact, we all made a decision uh, this morning uh, whether we were going to come to church or whether we were going to stay home. Matter of fact, there are some guys, sadly, they, they make a decision, am I going to watch football on Sunday or am I going to go to church? Now, you can't go to church and work, watch football at home. You can't do both of those at the same time. Unless you live in the church, then maybe you could do that. But you can't go to church and watch football at home at the same time, why? Because we are limited to one place at one time. There's no way, there's not a possible, there's no possible way for us to be in two places at one time. 
But that is not true of God. And so God is everywhere. He is present everywhere and at all times. And so as David begins to reflect on this, notice here in verse 7. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I free from your presence? And he's really asking this question, is there anywhere that anyone can hide? And now, I don't think that he's thinking to himself, if I want to get away from God, where can I get away from God? I don't think that's the question that he's necessarily asking. He's asking the question, is there a place anyone could get away from God? And then he answers it. Notice in verse 8, if I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Shiloh, you are there. All right? So he points out two places, heaven and Shiloh. That, that is this idea of a place outside of this natural world. And so David reflects on this. There is no place for me or for anyone to hide from God outside of this natural world. I can't do it in heaven. I can't do it in the grave. I can't do it in hell. I, I, I can't do it away from God in some way, all right? If I make my bed in Shiloh, you are there. And then notice here in verse 9, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. So he asks this question, is there anywhere that I or anyone else can hide in this physical world? If there's no place for me to hide in this in, in the outside of this physical world, is there any place to hide inside this physical world? And David again says, no. There is no place to hide in this physical world. And then go ahead and skip down to verse 11 and notice this in verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. And, and so David says this, well, maybe if I do it in secret. Maybe if it's a secret sin, maybe no one knows but me. Does God know? And David reflects on the fact that God does know. And so he knows this. He knows everything outside of this physical world, and he knows everything inside this physical world. And even when we try to hide things, God still knows. So there's not a place to hide outside the physical world. There's not a place to hide inside this physical world. And there's no way to deceive God. For God knows. And so everywhere we go, God knows. God goes with us. And that is reassuring to us in, 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 in one part because we know as we go into this next, this next year, this next week, this next month, this next year, that God already knows. If God is not limited to the place outside of this physical world, and he is not limited to the place inside this physical world, and he's not limited to even if people try to hide things inside this physical world, then it stands the reason that God knows everything that's going to happen in this next year. So God is, God goes with us. All right, so first of all, God knows us. Second of all, God goes with us. Third of all, God created us for his glory. And so David writes some, some great words here. Notice here in verse 13. For you formed my inward parts. 
You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And you notice here in verse 14, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Know this, Christian, that God does have a purpose for us this next year. That he created us for his glory. Sometimes Sometimes we may look into the mirror, and there might be things that we wish we could change, all right? Matter of fact, for many people, their New Year's resolution is to, like, look in the mirror and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to eat better this year, I'm going to work out better, and, and sometimes we, we look into the mirror and we think, well, you know what, I wish I could change my, my, my hair color or my eye color or, or my hairstyle. It's, it's always funny that that, that people with straight hair, I should say ladies with straight hair, they curl their hair, and, and girls with curly hair, what do they do? They straighten their hair. It's, it's always as if I want something other than the way that God has made me. But know this, that as we look in the mirror this next year, that God made you just the way he wanted you to be, that you are unique and you are special that you are, David says, wonderful, uh, let's see, fearful, fearfully and wonderfully made. And so as we look into the mirror this, this uh, next year, because we'll do that a lot, right? We'll look in the mirror a lot this next year. And when we see ourselves, we should think of this. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am unique. God has made me for a purpose. He has given me purpose this year because that is the truth that god has knitted him we were knit together that we were created that we are special in our own right because god has a special purpose for us so notice here in verse 16 verse 16 it says this your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book were written every one of them, the days that were written for me, when yet there was none of them. What is David saying here? This is, this is amazing. He, he says, you know what? Even before I, I, I took my first breath, God, you knew how many days I would have. And so not only is that true of David, that's true of you all as well. That even before you took that first breath, even before, your, uh, even before you were born, that God knew how many days you would have on this, on this earth. It's amazing to me that before I was ever a son to Tammy and Jeff Schmidt, God already knew me. God knew my beginning and he will know my, or he knows my end, though I don't know my end. We think about uh, Jean, Jean Overstreet, and so she passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago now, and, and she lived to be over 100 years old. Now, there's not a lot of people that, that, that can say they have met that accomplishment. 100 years is, is pretty, pretty incredible, but not as incredible as the fact that God knew Jean before she was ever conceived. 
before she ever took her first breath, and God also knew when she would take her last breath. He knew how old Jean was going to be, though she was hoping to make a hundred, and she did make a hundred, God knew she would before she was ever born. And that's what David is saying here. David says, your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when, when as yet there were none of them. Before I even had my first day of life, God, you knew me. And the truth is that God knows us as well. And, and I, so I just have to say, wow, that God's knowledge is far past anything that I could comprehend. But not only that, but that God cares for us. So if you're keeping track there, um, that, that first point is, is that God knows us, that God goes with us, that God has created us. And number four today God cares for us. And so notice here in verse 17. Verse 17, it says this, How precious to me are your thoughts, O Lord. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake and I am still with you. And so David is reflecting on the fact that God thinks about him. Now, was, was David a, a perfect man? David was not a perfect man. David made his mistakes just like we make our mistakes. David sinned against God just as we sin against God. But you know, as David stopped and, and he began to think about the Lord and the fact that the Lord thinks about him, it wasn't fearful. Instead, it was actually calming to think that the Lord is taking care of us. And so, though we are not perfect individuals, God does have a purpose. He is guiding our lives, and He desires for us to bring Him glory. He cares for us. David is not fearful with the fact that God has noticed him. Instead, David finds the Lord's thoughts and presence comforting. And he rests in that fact, that God is thinking about me. That God is taking care of me. That God knows my life and he knows my path. That he has planned out my path. And so we may not know what this next year is going to hold for us. But we do know that God knows and he thinks about us and that he cares for us. God knows all the details of our life. Matter of fact, and one psalmist says this, speaking of, of God and creation, he says this, He determined the number of the stars. He gave them all, uh, he gave all of them their names. And so we think about how vast God's knowledge is. When we look up into heaven, who can count the stars? I mean, uh, they, they always seem to get a, a, a bigger telescope or a nicer telescope, or then they put the telescope into space, and, and they look out and they go, wow, there's even more stars than we thought. Like, we could only see so many, and now we see even more. And I imagine that's going to be just our life as human beings. They're going to develop something more, and then they're going to say, wow, 
there's even more than we thought. But God is not surprised by more. Isn't that neat? That we as human beings, we are surprised because our knowledge is limited. But, the, but this psalmist says here, He, that is God, determined the number of the stars and He gave them all their names. And so this should not surprise us when Jesus Christ said this, But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. So God knows exactly how many hairs are on our head. We're not talking about right now. We're talking about how many hairs were on our head from our birth to our death. Because, you know, we lose a lot of hair. And God has counted all of those as well. And so it's not just how much you have on your head right now. And as I look around, some of you don't have as much as maybe you used to have. But God knows exactly how much you had and how much you have now. They're all, I wasn't talking about Steve. (laughs) But isn't that amazing? That that complete knowledge is not limited to right now. Does God know how many hairs are on my head right now? Yes. But not only that, he knows how much from my birth to when I take my last breath. That's the knowledge that God has. Some amazing thoughts that God cares that much about us that he even knows how many hairs are on your head. And so rest in the Lord this next year. All right, we don't, we don't know what the next storm is going to bring. All right, and I'm not talking about the rain. I know the next storm is going to bring some rain and some snow. But what I'm talking about is the next storm of life. We don't know what the next storm of life is going to bring, but we do know this. God knows us even more than we know ourselves because we have no idea how this next year will shape us, but God already knows. We don't know what this next year, the trials this next year will have, but God already knows because he's already there and he goes with us. That God knows the beginning from the end. We are limited to one place at one time, but God is present at all times. And he created you. That you are unique and you are special. God created you for a purpose. And we are here in 2023 for a purpose. And lastly, God cares for you. He even knows how many hairs you have on your head. And so as we stop and reflect on on that, Christian, if you're here today, you can rest in the Lord, knowing that, that He will take care of us as our Heavenly Father, that He will look after us as our Lord. That should give us peace. Matter of fact, David goes on to say this, that there are some that don't have peace, and then he begins to talk about the wicked, and, and we're not going to cover all of this uh, just a, couple, a handful of verses here. But he says this, Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O Lord. And so there is people that don't have God's peace. But if you're a Christian today, you do have that peace. And so David continues as he goes on to say this in verse 21, Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? And then he says, I hate them with complete hatred, 
I count them my enemies. And so what he is really doing is he's saying, God, I side with you. I am on your side. Those who hate you, I hate them as well. Those who are your enemies, they're my enemies as well. Lord, I am on your side. Not that the Lord is on our side. I'm always uh, reminded of um, uh, Gideon. And uh, Gideon uh, saw uh, the angel of the Lord and said, what did he say? He said, are you for me or for my enemy? And, and what did the angel say? Neither. For I am for the Lord. And so that, that the real question was, are you for the Lord? If you're for the Lord, I'm for you as well. Or I'm with you as well. And so as we go into this next, uh, next year, we know that if we're walking with the Lord, we're moving with the Lord, if we are truly Christians, God goes with us, God protects us, God guides us. But this shouldn't stop us from, from saying this prayer. And this is David's prayer because, again, David realizes, God, you know me and, and you know my path and you know my desires and, and you know where I'm going to be. But then you also know that the wicked don't have rest and I want to rest in you. And so David says this. He says, therefore, and he, I'm sorry, I added therefore, but he says this, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in your way everlasting. And, and so David's prayer is this, as, as it reflects on, on who God is, this is David's prayer. God, keep me walking with you. God, keep my path in your will. God, help me to put away those things that would be against you and instead allow me to continue to serve you. And again, it was right after he thought about this. God, you have enemies, but I am on your side. And then he reflects on this. God, I never want to become your enemy. Therefore, keep me in your path. And so that should really be our prayer as we think about 2023 as well. That, Lord, you know me. You know my path. You go with me. You have a will for me. All these things that are true because God is an infinite being and we are limited, but he is not. And so, but we would never want to be going against God. So our prayer should be, Lord, help me to always say yes to you. And when I say no, help me to stop that and to say yes. Lord, give me the strength in 2023 to say yes to you and your will. That should be our prayer this next year. Lord, help me to say yes to you. Again, as as. As David finishes off, he says this, Search me, O God, know my heart. All right? Know what's inside me. Try me and know my thoughts. You already know them. See if there be any grievous way in me. And then lead me in your way everlasting. God, search me, know me, lead me. And that should be our desire as well as we move into 2023. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we do thank you. That you are a God with unlimited knowledge. 
that we as, as individuals, we as human beings, our, our knowledge is so very limited. Even as, as, as I started off this message, I reflected on the fact that uh, when, I, when I stood up here uh, December 25th, I said at first, uh, first part of the year, be back to normal, how wrong I was because my knowledge is limited and flawed. But Lord, yours is not. Thank you, Lord, that we can trust you as we move into 2023. Lord, thank you that we are followers of Jesus Christ, that we have put our faith and trust in you, that we truly are your children and you are our Lord. As we've reflected on the fact that you do know everything at all times and your wisdom and knowledge is unlike anything in this world. Lord, help us also to stop and say, if there's any way this next year that I get off of the path, that I say no to you and I say yes to my flesh, that you would give me that that power to say no to the flesh and yes to you, That this next year, 2023, might be a year of change for our life. Lord, I pray that you would truly search us, that you would know us, that you would guide us through this next year. Help us to be sensitive to your leading. Help us to say yes when we do, when we're faced with the fact that you are leading us in a particular direction. Lord, thank you for your goodness, for your love, and for your care. Thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In Jesus' name, amen.